0: Welcome back to Ask the Masters. Hey, I am Randy Beard. And we had um, a really interesting conversation go down the other day uh, about fiberglass pools. And I wanted to bring in a couple of the contributors into that whole train, uh, engaging in it because behind the scenes, we could see there were a lot of people that were really interested in alternatives to gunite pools. So I brought in some of the people that were engaged in that, uh, Mr. Brett Perry, Christopher Gates and Ryan. Uh, I want to start with Ryan because Ryan's out driving um, in the in the great great uh, uh, cold of, of Canada. Uh, Ryan, give us a little history on, on what you do and and what you got going on.
1: Yeah, so I've uh, been in the pool and landscape industry for 25 years, started out more into the vinyl side and then into fiberglass and into concrete gunnate. Uh, at Betts Pools, where I am now, we you know we build about 100 pools a year, which is primarily gunite and uh, vinyl, and then we build some. We install some fiberglass. We also do a lot of renovations.
0: Brent, we're going to work on over to Tulsa. Give us a little history about you and
2: um, and your business. Well, I'm an electrical engineer by trade, and I I wanted to get out of the corporate life of a, uh, a Midwestern uh, oil and gas company, and uh, had an opportunity to kind of jump ship so to speak and and got into pool design and and um, um kind of uh, exploiting the ecofinish aqua bright product and did quite a few pools over the past couple of years and because of covid at the beginning of uh, last year the phone wasn't ringing on the resurface side and the building side was uh intriguing enough for me to get started in that and i was heavily involved with my own uh, um, pool at my home uh, being constructed and being around pool, uh, just general construction all my life, as well as building a $10 million parking garage, I wanted to uh, dive uh, feet first into the pool construction side. So I'm kind of known for bringing uh, technologies from over the horizon, uh, and I, I continue to bring in new technologies to support not only the gunite plaster side of construction, but uh, some more innovative um, upcoming projects or uh, products like Only Alpha uh, pool construction system as well as to exploit continue to exploit the uh, eco finish aqua bright coating product on uh, not only uh, plaster pools but on the only alpha and then uh, more recently last year on the fiberglass side um, doing uh, the uh, aqua bright coating on the fiberglass pools and they have their obviously they have their own set of unique challenges and dangers uh, with uh, with that type of work but uh, we've gotten pretty pretty good at it
0: Oh, fantastic. I can't wait to hear about the EcoBright because I know that has taken over a little bit of the market. It's becoming more and more popular. Christopher, tell us, tell us you've been involved in the fiberglass industry for a little bit. Uh,
3: what's your background? Yeah, fiberglass for many, many years, many hundreds of pools. And then I met you guys back at the beginning of Genesis 3 and got into some concrete projects and then came back into the fiberglass world. I. Along the way, ended up being a uh, manufacturer's representative for fiberglass for the San Juan fiberglass pool factories. And uh, now I'm involved with Aqua Technics fiberglass pools, which are manufactured in Perth, Australia. And we also have a small construction company in Springfield, Missouri, where we build fiberglass only pools. We did uh, two or three cast-in-place concrete pools four years ago in Springfield, kind of high-dollar things. And I got frustrated for a different set of reasons and decided to just do fiberglass
0: Fantastic. Ryan, we're going to go back to you and see how your sound's uh, clicking in. Sounds um, uh, so tell us about some of the challenges. The The, the string that you, you responded to was what are some of the challenges in the pool industry with fiberglass surfaces that, you know, there's a place for everything. There's a place for vinyl. There's a place for doughboys. You know, I, I think we welcome them all in the industry and, you know, because they suit different lifestyles. So from up up there in the uh, the Great North, what what are your experiences with fiberglass and, and what you're seeing?
1: Yeah, so I mean, our uh, we have a construction department putting in about a hundred pools a year. That's a mix of vinyl, concrete, and fiberglass. And then we also do about uh, two hundred renovations in the odd year. Um, so two hundred renovations. It's a mix of all different pool types. And so just over the past couple of years, and even this winter alone, I've just been talking with a lot of clients who have. There's now there's in this area, there's getting some older fiberglass shells in the ground that are 10, 15, 20 plus years old that might need plumbing, that might need some gel coat repair, that might need various different things. So I'm just kind of, I just like starting a conversation because I spend a lot of my time talking with homeowners about new pool installs and there's definitely, everybody's kind of taking very different angles on the marketing and fiberglass pools are by far the best marketed Products in the pool industry online, um, so I just clients come to me with hearing all sorts of different things. And like I said, we're the very we're a very interesting creature because we install all three types of pools. Heck, we even put in a few stainless uh, as well. Um, and we renovate all three types. We do we do uh, three thousand openings and closings a, a year, and a thousand weekly service a year, or weekly service, um, you know, a day or a week. So. We're into a lot of backyards, we see a lot of different things. And at the end of the day, I always say a properly installed pool, it doesn't matter what it's made out of, It'll, you know, it should last the test of time and will have costs associated with it um, as long as it's properly installed. If a homeowner or contractor maintains the water quality, you know, then your, your maintenance costs in the long run will decrease. Um, but again, there's, you know, I, I read websites and I can tell instantly from the information I'm getting what that company is pushing or what they're installing and the like huge ranges of expectations for material cost and longevity and whatnot. So, I mean, not that any one person is going to be able to say, well, you know, a vinyl liner lasts you nine years on average, right? Fiberglass gel coat is 22 years on average. Nobody's going to tell you a specific number, but homeowners are told all sorts of different things by people motivating their own personal sales. And I just sit back and kind of watch it because I'll put anything in the ground. And I, my, my slogan is the water is equally wet in all three types of pools. I don't have wetter water in the concrete department. Right. So, um, anyway, I, uh, it's just, I like opening the conversation just to sort out of what, what, what's, what are the actual truths behind it? When something goes wrong in any type of pool, what can we do to, to resurface it, to rescue it, to fix it up? Um, cause I find, you know, I I run into some some pretty catastrophic backyards, backyards that need major repairs because somebody normally did something wrong on the install side or on the service side. Um, And anyway, I just fiberglass, just it's one of those things I've done some pretty big reno jobs on that clients weren't expecting because of a bad install or a bad service. So anyway, I just wanted to see what people were doing out there, what products they were using for resurfacing what the costs were, the lifespans, and 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 then everybody kind of took off talking about warranties and whatnot, and see where it goes, right?
0: Wow, fabulous stuff, Ryan. I appreciate that, and I, I think when it when it comes to meeting with clients, uh, you you've got a great point. I want to talk to Brent about. Um, you know, water is equally wet, and and I think these clients these days, you know, they have this thing called the internet and Google, and they've done a lot of the research. So for us in the in the pool industry, Brent, when you show up and you've got this vast array of a of an overly informed, Googleized client, um, how do, how do you
2: approach that with knowledge? Well, it's yeah, very interesting question. Um, I think my favorite um, my favorite statement I hear from from customers who are talking about a new pool and then they're saying, "Hey, I, I want salt because I don't like chlorine." That's that's one of my favorites, and you have to. Uh, let that uh, cut out of the bag easily, um, so as not to offend them. But hey, it's still chlorine. You're, you're not you're not going to escape the chlorine aspects of a salt pool. And probably about 90 to 95 percent of the time, you see the, the the lights in their eyes kind of dim. You know, feeling that they've been swindled, so to speak. Um, another thing is about uh, fiberglass versus um, gunite plaster. Uh, a lot of people say i have a gunite pool and i say okay well let's let me get over so i can look at the plaster so no it's not plaster it's gunite and then that's that's another uh, uh conversation that happens quite a bit so i think uh, over time um i'm probably spending uh, a good amount of time um, educating the customer so that they whether or not they choose me as a as a provider they are, are more informed for maybe their next conversation. And a lot of times I've heard where customers come back and said, you know, I really appreciate you, um, educating me and enlightening me. And quite frankly, I became a more informed, uh, consumer. And I've had quite a few come back and, and, uh, done business with me, even though I'm slightly higher than the, than the next Joe, so to speak. So that's been, um, a learning experience that I've had to, uh, uh take on early on
0: yeah uh christopher you know mr perry is is so on i mean brent uh, is you know we inform clients and and ultimately uh you, we want to educate the client as they head on down the process of, of spending their money and they they start to to trust people but people that are well informed and 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 speak on the on the level that ryan and and brent have 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 brought to us so Christopher, what can you tell all of the people and Ask the Masters, the Gunite guys, what is it they need to know about fiberglass pools that will help them become uh, better identify with these clients that are overwhelmed with uh, their education on the internet?
3: Well, that's a good question. I I think that uh, one manufacturer is not the same as another manufacturer in the fiberglass world. And that was what my comment about the wild, wild west was, you know, they make claims of how it's constructed you know, I heard a guy selling um, modular homes one time, and his his comment was, "You know, we build these homes to a spec in a factory under a roof, and they never get wet, and the two by fours never get rained on, and the sun doesn't ever beat on them, and therefore it's a better product." And I started thinking about that relative to fiberglass pools, and there's a lot of truth to that. If it is engineered and truly created in a factory and it built to spec, then uh, then it, you know, that that's got some attributes that A normal consumer wouldn't have in a backyard if they have no idea. Is there two or three inches of concrete on top of the rebar? You know, is it bedded right? Let alone if you get into hydrology and all that kind of stuff. So in that respect, it's good uh, that it's controlled. But who's making it and what is in it is another. You know, I've been in a factory that said they use a certain chemical that's you know the best chemical to construct fiberglass, and uh, and uh, I didn't see any of it in their factory at all. So. So that's considerations to have, and how long they've been manufacturing, and what really is in their um, in their product and their gel coat, which is what the customer sees. And and beyond that, it's it's real similar to to concrete. I think about that uh, in all my Genesis three classes of yesteryear. Uh, you know, gunite or shotcrete or cast in place, and what's in the concrete, and how's how is it applied, and it doesn't matter what it is. Who's the best nozzle man, and all that kind of talk that is you know familiar to gunite or or shotcrete guys. Those are all valid points. But the same thing with fiberglass. Uh, What are they putting it in? Is there a geotechnical survey done on the ground it's going into? What is the bedding material? How is it washed in? You know, what's the hydrology on it? What 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 are the orifices sealed with? You know, what are the pipe sizes and all that kind of stuff? Still matters.
0: Absolutely. I, I think that's a fabulous point is, is the hydraulics don't change and, and as Ryan says, water is wet and it's all equally, you know, equal. And, and I think, you know, the vinyl liner, the fiberglass pools are all great for our industry. There's, there's a place for each and every one of those in, in every different aspect. Uh, Ryan's uh, area is a little bit different because I think Canada's got a wide array of these. In my Southern California market, we're mostly Shock Creek. Ryan, what, what do you expect in 2021 as far as uh, moving forward? Or are you guys busy up there? Are you going to continue putting uh, vinyl, fiberglass, and shotcrete pools in as we head into 2021?
1: Yeah, it, uh, it's funny. There was a, a blip in 2020 where I, I just couldn't get my hand on steel for, for vinyl pools. And we even had some clients flip over at, at, at an additional cost from vinyl liner pool uh, up, to, uh, up to a dry gunite pool. Uh, because you know what I got the steel in my yard I can order the concrete that's not a problem right um, whereas vinyl steel walls and uh, and fiberglass shells were really difficult to come by for a good chunk of 2020 I mean now the manufacturers have caught up I've already got 15 steel kits uh, custom ordered and and sitting in a in a barn right now waiting for the you know the ground to thaw and the weather to warm up um but we're, I mean, we're personally, we'll build about a hundred pools, and we're, we've got a few openings in the fall. Um, and again, that's a mix primarily of vinyl and concrete, but then with some fiberglass uh, mixed in there um, for certain projects. Uh, I, but the problem is it's, I just see the biggest thing is I, I got a call this morning from a lady. She wants a spring, she wants a May install. Uh, and she knows she should be swimming by the end of the week because, uh, you know, fiberglass projects only take three days. Um, of course i laugh at her if it you know if it's fiberglass vinyl concrete you know you still got to do the the interlock you still got to do the coping stone you still got to do gas electrical put back the fence install the sod you know the three days to get water in the pool doesn't get you swimming um so i think that's one of those again that's one of those marketing things uh that that stresses me out a little bit because uh whether regardless of what I'm, what I'm putting in the ground, you're not swimming for you know, six to eight to 10 weeks in, in most situations. Um, but I think the biggest thing for us is just weeding our clients out because there's a lot of people who have very unreasonable expectations who just jumping on the pool bandwagon thinking that they're going to be swimming this year. And I think any pool builder who's worth their salt uh, shouldn't have availability right now. We're, we should all be booked up Um, And we should be busy, you know, and it's a great year to work on systems to plan ahead. Uh, We're getting into a new project management software, so we actually can plan our installs and our trades going right through into the fall. Uh, That's what we're working on right now. I was working on this morning on on my computer. So, um, yeah, it's a good year for people to look ahead and just to work your butt off and try to grind it out as efficiently as possible and not waste these great opportunities that we have in the industry.
0: Yeah, absolutely incredible content, Brent. Uh, what are you anticipating twenty twenty one staycation? Um, everybody moving forward, what are what are you going to be focusing on uh, as as we progress into twenty twenty one, Brent?
2: Well, I think the main thing that twenty twenty taught me is that um, scalability and being ready for to be able to take on those calls and projects. And twenty twenty one for me is is all about being able to. Uh, exploit the opportunities that are out there, uh, meet the demand. I don't think it's getting any better with the lockdown. Uh, Quite frankly, it's getting worse in in many aspects. People are not wanting to travel. They want that backyard oasis. So the the phone is ringing. It's just a matter of, um, um, I guess, to Ryan's point, kind of uh, taking this downtime and getting ready for the the upcoming uh, demand of, of nice weather and being able to execute on that nice weather. So that's for that uh, this year, that's what it's all about with me, is being able to uh, scale enough that I can get enough pools in the ground and enough customers happy.
0: Wow, great, great insight. Christopher, we're going to let you wrap it up. 2021, what are manufacturers doing to meet the demand that Brent and Ryan need? What are you doing?
3: Well, our manufacturing, uh, our pipeline's pretty good even though it used to be the worst one coming from Australia now it's one of the most solid ones because they haven't stopped working in Perth and they have a great factory and they can run three shifts of employees other manufacturers in the fiberglass world here in America I just heard one that's in the Carolinas that said they're nine months out on the on the products and others are many 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 weeks or months out when it's usually a a much quicker um, you know supply chain I have uh, some friends that build in the South and they build, believe it or not, many, many uh, inexpensive pools that are still wooden walled vinyl liner kits. They're still very popular, you know, treated plywood walls and, and, uh, everyone's supply giants, the chain's getting choked. So I think uh, I heard a guy talking who's pretty bright. He's, he's in the whole backyard. It sounds a lot like Ryan is. And, uh, he was talking about manufactured spas saying that, uh, all the parts and pieces for those are they are they're, they're starting to get choked now from last year. So I think we all would do well. Uh, we're, we're buying, you know, bulk and you know even things like skimmers and, and uh, return orifices and trying to get ready for that. You know, they say what it was, two brothers prayed for rain and one prepared the fields for the rain and one didn't. <laughs> but uh, it's everything potentially is going to be hard to get. I, and I don't see it slowing down from any direction.
0: That's what we hear across the board. Uh, I want to thank all of you guys, Ryan, Christopher, uh, Brent, for attending Ask the Masters. We'd like to encourage everybody to engage in Ask the Masters. We look forward to having you on an upcoming episode of Ask the Masters. If you will take time to make sure that you like this behind, subscribe to it if you find us on YouTube or anywhere else. Ryan, Christopher, Brent, thanks for taking time out of your day, and thanks for participating in Ask the Masters.